0: but the only for the brave and comes from that
1: dragon. hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the green dragon podcast today I am joined by Jeremy hello and Matt howdy and we have a very special episode for you today as we are reviewing the battle of five armies From the, I believe it's White
2: Dwarf 46. It certainly is White Dwarf 46. Go out and buy White Dwarf 46. We want this to sell out. We want them to be hard to get so that they'll make more of these books because they're great. Two staples, A4, slightly bigger than A4, perhaps, slightly bigger than the White Dwarf. 32 pages, solid color. It is amazing. I'm so impressed.
0: Quality production. Quality Is it number 46 worldwide? I believe so. All right, good. Very good. Number 46. There you go.
2: Yeah. All right, well, let's get
1: stuck in. Into it, I think. Uh, Jeremy, why don't we uh,
2: start with good old Bard the Bowman, Gyrion's heir. Okay, we have a very structured order here. Travis has put a lot of effort in this, and it's Bard, because he's our favorite. Bard, he's in a nice running pose here. His stats, what's different about it, guys? Well, he's uh, lost got a, his bow, for one. No bow, but he's got a big wind lance. That's pretty good. That's kind wind of Wind lance for 75 points. It's pretty good. He
1: also gets a horse and armor as well.
2: Yep, he's got the Black Arrow rules, he's got Savior of Lake Town rules, which sounds exciting to me.
1: Think Imrahil, ladies and gentlemen. Think Imrahil. Yep, so 12 inch Sandfast, banner effect to all Lake Town dudes, keep and the militia giz- around him. Oh, I didn't notice that.
2: Plus one fire value as well.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. I thought there was a point of difference with the Master, but apparently not.
2: Apparently not. Well, there is, because the Master has to spend a mite to do that, whereas Bard gets to do that automatically. Yeah.
0: It's passive. Although, Lake Town Guard are still plus one fight over the Militia, aren't they? Yes, I so believe so. So they can so. get to fight four, the Militia can only get to fight three. And there's
2: a big difference between fight four and three. Yeah,
0: yeah but is. the Militia have better courage, though, so it's yep. all good. True.
2: Yep. I'm impressed with the Windlands, I'm impressed with the model, and I'm impressed yeah. with the, the rules for it. Strength 10 is pretty impressive for a siege weapon, and he counts as the entire crew. So that's pretty good there. He's got good shoot value. He synergizes well with it.
1: And more importantly, he can use his might to influence the to hit, to wound, and the scatter rolls
2: made by the wind lance. So he's basically a siege captain on
1: on a siege weapon. And once per game, he can use his trusty black arrow to auto-wound if he manages to hit, and he gets the re-rolls on the hits, and failed in the way test as well. Interestingly though, if he hits, you don't roll for scatter with the black arrow. It's automatically... Just dead on. Yep. You don't have to get it, which is useful.
2: And that's pretty good. And he can leave it as normal. So you can go there, fire a few shots, and then when it gets down to combat, he can run out and help you out in combat as well. Because mm, he's not bound to being within six inches. Yeah, very I, nice. I've just
0: realized something that is very interesting. Most siege engines auto-kill. They automatically... I believe
1: this one still does as well. I think it's mostly because I haven't written this rule very well, but it says it's this is a war engine, launches barbed spears, blah, blah, blah. The Windlands follows all the rules for Siege Engine with the superior construction upgrade. So, I think it's implied that it does follow the normal rules for a Siege Engine, such as a Dwarf Ballista or a, a Bolt Thrower from uh, mortal. So, what, what you're saying
0: it. is it would not be an automatic kill?
1: No, I think it is an automatic kill. Okay. The only ones that don't automatic kill are the Bolt Thrower, the Avenger the Bolt Avenger Thrower. Avenger Bolt Thrower, that's right. But the other ones so, do, the Piercing Shot ones do. So,
0: yeah, that's... That's very interesting, because we were just talking about before how it, it would automatically do 10 wounds to Smaug, but... We'll get to fine. that when yeah, we get we to that. Yeah, we will smauk. get to that, but yep. yeah, that's something to... Uh, well, moving to on, we like. talked
1: we talked about Bard and his sort of Saviour of Lake Town Special Rule that gives uh, buffs to the Lake Town Captain and Militia. What do Lake Town Captains got?
0: Lake Town Captains, uh, they've got Fight 3, Strength 4, Defense 5. They're basic Captain model, 2 Attack 2 Wound, 2 Might, 1 Will, 1 Fate. They, yeah, they're essentially an orc captain with plus one courage. There's not a heck of a lot more to say about them. They automatically come with a spear and you can give them a shield five points.
2: Yeah, spear on a hero is pretty good. It means you can fight safely, use his fight three, but it gets buffed, potentially a fight four, which then becomes useful. It's a really nice model there. I'm impressed with this one. And I know that we've seen it for a little while now, but it's one of the more characterful captains you'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing some conversion opportunities there. But other than that, he seems pretty standard to me.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what it is about the captain models, but GW keeps seems to keep nailing them at the moment. Like I the captains love... in
1: particular, yeah. seem to be even better sculpts than the name characters. Yeah,
0: I, I love it... one that we'll get to later, but yeah, the captains have been fantastic.
2: It's like the sculptors are getting free range and being able to make their own hero, and and it's it comes mm. out really well in miniature. Some of the some of the actual heroes, I think the details are a little bit subtle, whereas the captains are able to give them a lot of character and yeah. some really cool weapons and poses. Yep. Mm. Well, moving on to the Lake Town Militia, um, they're pretty much the
1: same as Lake Town Guard, except they trade a point of courage for a point of fight. No, either way around. They trade a point of fight for courage. Yeah. So the fight two, courage three, if Bard's hanging around, they've got a banner reroll and uh, fight three as well. So they're not too bad. They also pick up the option for a shield, which is very, very important, I believe.
2: So I was asked before about the detail and what's different between the Lake Town Militia and the Lake Town Guard, which were the previous release. Um, slightly different models. They're both mixed together quite well in terms of look. But we thought out the main difference is you lose a point of fight, you gain a point of courage, mm-hmm. and yep. you've got a few more weapon op- Well, one more weapon option. You can get a shield instead of just the bow and the spear. So you get one more weapon option, you get lower fight, higher courage, but you get synergy with Bard rather than the Master of Lake Town. That's yes. right. And
0: the shield's very important, of course. Every army needs shields, I think. Well, not every army, but every army needs the need ab- the ability to shield. Yes, yeah, yeah that's go. right.
2: Yeah, shielding is really handy. You miss it if you don't have it. Just to be able to hold up, basically double your weight when you're defending is pretty good.
1: And if you have Bard
2: on the table too, reroll, So
1: you can effectively, effectively be throwing three dice in yep. combat. And Always
2: dirt handy. cheap at five points each with yeah. one point for the weapon. If you take a lot of weapons, they'll get expensive, but keep them low, keep them cheap, and you can afford the Bard with the Windlance.
1: Mm. i think it's time we moved into probably the most anticipated model of this release
2: now while you guys load up the profile i just want to get something off my chest a little bit about this i really wanted to order this model but i wasn't able to and i was disappointed Uh, i know that they only made a few of them i'm disappointed they didn't make heaps and heaps and try and sell them off and make a big amount of profit my the, the logic side of me says it's probably because using the forgeral techniques, they couldn't actually make a lot of the time, but the, the emotional part of me says, I want a smog.
0: Yeah, totally agree with that. Agree with that. I have to say, I was probably going to drop the money on it, and then I kind of realized I couldn't quite afford it. So when it did sell out very quickly, I was kind of glad the decision was taken away from me.
2: And that's the worst part when that happens, where you go, I'm going to buy it, and you go to Impulse buy something, and it's not there, and then you suddenly go... It's only a toy. I don't really need to buy it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I think it's safe to say, Jeremy, you'll end up getting the uh, smalg at some point.
2: Probably two. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All right. I guess we should get to the part that listeners want to really listen to, and that's his profile. And he comes in at a whopping 700 points. So he's got to be packing something, and he is packing all the things. Move 12 with fly, fight 8, 2 plus shoot value, strict 9, defense 9, Four attacks, the big one. Twenty wounds. Twenty wounds. Courage six, three might, six will, and I think probably his biggest weakness: no
2: fate. No Not fate.
1: Not a single point.
2: Twenty wounds is pretty good. I've noticed for the special rules, he's got ancient evil, which normal dragons have. Fearless. Normal dragons don't have fearless, do they? One thing though, they don't have ancient evil. The normal dragons. Normal have dragons harbinger. have
1: harbinger. Yeah.
2: Ah, ancient, ancient evil is
1: the eighteen-inch. Dread bubble.
2: Oh, wow. So, that's Minus the one, one that Sauron's courage. got rather than the ones. And the Balrog. Correct, yep. So, he's up there with those two chaps. Yep, and also Fly, which is the the go-to upgrade for a normal dragon. Yep. Resistance to magic is very useful. Terror, always handy. Mm. As Absolutely. you would expect
1: from a giant fire-breathing dragon. I hope he's terrifying. And he yeah. is
2: fire-breathing because he's got breathe fire. So, he can, once again, spend some points of will to breathe some fire. 18 inches. Yeah,
1: that that's longer than the normal dragons.
0: Yep. And he's, then, he's he, got the two-inch bubble. That's right, and... He also sets ablaze those that are hit by it but not killed.
2: I'm so glad they're using that rule. Is that the one where you have to roll over that's to try right. and put yourself yeah. That's, that's going to be so much fun. Stop, drop, and roll. And or jump around. into a water
1: feature, I think, is the other one that we yeah, ass- prob- ruled for that.
2: I can't wait to play that scenario. Yeah, that's that gonna one's going to be
1: fun. He also has a very handy special rule, Desolator of the mo- North. He gets a free will point every turn, which he can use to either breathe fire or cast spells. That's right, He folks. has spells.
0: <laughs> he can breathe fire once per turn for free for the game.
1: Yep. But I think the nastiest thing about him is he can go, you know what, I'm going to throw a two-dice transfix at you and then brief fire in the same turn because he has a compel on a 4+, plus, transfix on a 3+, and a sat will on a 4+, plus. so dragon spells as well for him.
0: And the six will he starts off with, there's nothing to sniff at either. No, so he can
1: maintain a little bit of offensive range. Like I wish pressure. the
2: I wish mm. the old dragon profile had the will for free for breathe fire, because that was probably I think the weakest upgrade just because you had to spend your valuable will resources to use it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: true. I think the other one other three special rules are pretty pretty important about him as well. He has immovable objects, so he can't be knocked to the ground. He can't be trapped. Any models that win combat against him back away, not smelling, so he's like a Moomak in that regard. He has unstoppable momentum, which means he can barge. So use the Barge Brutal Power Attack and inflict a Strength 9 hit when he does so. Wow, that's impressive.
2: As as
0: well as, of course, knocking down everything except for the Moomuk. Yes. Now, one thing that Trav and I did notice is that within the Immovable Object rule, which was the one where Smaug can never be trapped, it doesn't say what happens if he fights against the Moomuk. Because, of course, neither of them ever back away.
1: I think that's one of those things where you, you nod to your opponent and you go, we'll just separate them by a small margin. Or you look at your continue. opponent
2: and you say, why the hell are we playing Mumak versus Smaug <laughs> and get on and play a scenario? Or <laughs> that. Interesting. He's got a missing scale, which I like. I like these theme ones. So, Girion Lord of Dale failed to slay him. Boo. But they've left a scale missing. So, what this means is that if a model rolls a six to hit Smaug with a shooting attack, which is honestly what you're going to use the most of the time because mm. you're probably going to be on the move trying to keep that movement up. If you roll a six to hit him, and then you make a successful wound roll, which is the tough part. Because with Defense 9, it's really tough to wound. I think it's Strength 2 can, Strength 1 can't. Is strength that... 2 can by a 6, followed by a 6, followed by a 6. Yep, so lots of 6s there. But then you do wounds equal to your strength value. So shooting can actually wound him a little bit quicker. Mm. It's hard to do, but it means things like your Siege weapons and your Strength 4 great bows and your even your Elf bows, they've got a decent yeah, chance. Yeah, but
1: I think this rule really shines with Bard and the Wind Lance. If Bard hits you with that Windlands and he has a Black Arrow, so you can guarantee getting that missing scale rule off once a game against Smaug. I think that's pretty much the scenario interaction there.
0: But that brings us back to the fact that as the Windlands operates like all siege engines, it's going to automatically slay him anyway if it wounds him.
2: I think we have to look into that one. Yeah. I think let's let's, point. let's come back to that in another episode because that's I think possibly FAQ worthy. But think so, I think yes. we have to read some more books there. And does the Windlands have a minimum range? Um, Superior
0: construction would mean its range is 60 Yeah, if it's
2: ballista it wouldn't have a minimum range But so, it is up to
0: 60 Oh, sorry, yeah, no minimum range, yes Because
2: it so. says AC engine, it doesn't say a ballista Mmm, so it need might to, have minimum 18 I need to look that up as well So yeah. that's, there's a couple things We are going to get some rules wrong here today, I think Because we are so excited, we just got our new book I've just got fingerprints all over mine
1: Yeah, first looks just as a little fun thing, I'm just noticing you're missing Scout. It says any shooting attack. Treebeard with a throne stone, anyone? Very nice.
2: What's Treebeard doing fighting a dragon? <laughs>
1: that's a very good question. Stop
2: doing these silly games. Or- but, on, but on
1: that as well, heroes with might suddenly become very dangerous to Smaug. Well, heroes with uh, shooting weapons and might. Verashku suddenly becomes very interesting, because if you manage to get that six and that wound, that's four wounds off Smaug. Yeah, for sure. And any elf hero with
2: bow, that's three wounds if they get the hit off. The main thing is... I loathe to say it, but Evil has a bit of an advantage there because they can shoot into combat. Whereas the good players have to be good and not shoot at him if he's in combat. So against a good player, which you should be playing because you should be playing the themes, he's going to get in combat and they're going to not be able to shoot when there's a guy in combat. So that's going to be very limiting to them. So you might have to beat him the old-fashioned way.
0: Interestingly, though, he can actually do a lot more damage outside of combat than inside combat. Simply with the Breathe Fire.
2: I don't
1: know that un- unstoppable momentum barging for a strength on hit then recharging and resetting a combat barge is supposed to be getting into the character you want but for him barge is I'm going to do damage then get into the character I want and do more damage.
2: Well, I think he can play both games, which you'd hope for a model that's uh, its a whole army's worth. Yeah. 700 points is huge. So he's, he's able to play the range game if the opponent doesn't take any archers. If they take some siege weapons and wind lances, he can go into combat and just stay in combat for the whole game. And on that, I think it's time we moved on to the scenario, Fire and Water. Fire and Water. I was so glad to see scenarios in this because as listeners have probably worked out, scenarios are my favorite part of the game, apart from painting. And there is... This is the first of two scenarios. It's scenario number 13 from the the campaign. So it continues on, which is really nice. All the scenarios so far have been pretty good. We'll get to them all later. Uh, The models here you have, you have a lot of good models. You have Bard the Bowman, who's Gyrion's heir with the Windlands. Philly the Dwarf. Killy the Dwarf. Both of the Dwarf. Owen the Dwarf. So they're all the old Dwarfs. We'll get to that later. Tariel, the old one. The Master of Lake Town, Alfred the Counselor. One Lake Town Captain, uh, guard captain. Sorry. 36 Lake Town Guards. So, most people have that number of them. 12 with spears, 12 with bows. So, 12 with just the swords. And then for evil, you get one model, Smog. So, a reasonable amount of participants. I'm yeah. very happy I bought my four warbands of Lake Town Guards.
1: Yeah, this scenario looks like a lot of fun. I did the maths earlier as well. It's about 850 points worth of good models. And you might think that's a bit of an advantage to the good side. But once you check out the special rules. One of the special rules is dragon's ire more fierce than fire. Smaug, if every time he kills an enemy hero, gains a point of might or will he has spent earlier in the battle. So with Alfred, a wounded killie, and very, very, very squishy heroes, Smaug looks like he's going to get a lot of refreshes.
2: Yeah, you want to make sure that he's eating Lake Town Guard rather than the the heroes, Mm. because you need to use your heroes to strike up against him and try and take him down. But the board's going to limit you because the board, a 4x4 board, it's mostly water. So Smaug, we think Smaug should be able to land on the water. It doesn't make a lot of sense because he's got a massive base. He probably wouldn't actually fit on the paths. So we think he's going to land on the water. But the others can go on the water and swim. But that's going to be not and good. You're in the water and swimming. So there's only certain paths you have to draw him towards. So he might try and play the shooting game and th- try and burn Lake I Town. think the
1: other thing as well with this, where you place Bard with that wind lance is going to be very critical as well because you need to make sure you get that one shot off with Bard to knock off that first 10 wounds because that's a huge amount of damage you don't have to do with everybody else.
2: How does Bard come on? Does
1: he? Uh, Bard deploys deploys with everyone else. He can deploy anywhere on the board. Um, That's
0: right, yeah. Philly, Killy, Bofa, Owen, and Tauriel all have to deploy within six inches of Bard's house, which is essentially in the center. But Bard can deploy anywhere. Interesting. Well, Hmm. that
2: gives you some options there because Hmm. you wouldn't want it to be the same each time. So you've got some very good options. And you could probably probably model the houses so he could fit around most of them. I'm looking really forward to making this board. It's going to be amazing. Yeah,
1: looking forward to getting that doing that project Watch out
2: for a scenario spotlight. I'm so playing this one.
1: Yeah. Uh, We forgot one other special rule for this scenario, which is the walking wounded. Killy cannot heroic march. He cannot benefit from other models at the doubles, and he cannot use his combat synergy with his brother, Killy. Oh, so he's a bit
0: of a liability there.
1: So at some point, Smaug is going to be able to catch the good side and take them down.
0: I think we really need to discuss this Windlance issue because... If you are effectively auto-wounding with Bard the very first turn and auto-killing Smaug, that's not going to make for a very good scenario. Yeah, it no, doesn't, I doesn't think, matter. We'll,
1: we'll adjust the I scenario. Think you, I to. think as well when it says when a model like Smaug or the Barog is hit by a siege engine and he's not instant killed because he has over 10 wounds. and is oh, over, So, if so it only takes off half his wounds and, and the Windland takes off half his wounds.
0: That's right. Okay, okay that makes sense. So his first
1: shot. <laughs> Bang, there goes 10 wounds. Yep. Your
0: second shot, there goes another 5. I think you're right. I think that is the rule, so yes.
2: My vote is that we actually take a break at some point and look that up rather than speculate because I think we, we're just going to embarrass ourselves. It's and probably a good th- idea. Oh, we're
0: probably already <laughs> embarrassed ourselves, Jeremy. Very I think, true. I think Trav's knocked it on the head, though.
2: We just had a quick break there, but we are back now to talk about some Urquid Elves. Just before we start doing that, though, Matt has some apologies to say about the siege
0: weapons. (laughs) Not so much apologies as just a clarification. We went and had a look at the rulebook, and any siege weapon will do half of Smaug's wounds characteristic upon each successful wound caused. So any siege engine in the game, aside from, I believe, the Avenger Bolt Thrower. That is correct. We'll do 10 wounds and then another 10 wounds. So two two wounds against Smaug will kill him. That's Which is really, really good for the say. scenario.
2: So it means that you're probably going to get one shot off, but then smaug has got a chance to retaliate instead of dying straight away. So yep. well done. Well, it makes
1: sense too, because Garion hit him
2: once, but didn't kill him. The second hit would have done it. Excellent. Okay, Mirkwood Elves. Fun fact. Tharandweal <laughs> is our first one. So we're going straight to the new yes, profile. Mirkwood King elves. of the wood, Woodland Ooh, Realm. Yeah.
1: All right, he has fight seven, which is a new thing for him. He also now has three attacks and three wounds. He has heavy armor now, so he's defense six. And his might, will, and fate is three, 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 respectively. So he is up there with your Elrond, your Gilgalads, your... Galadriel's your Celeborns. he is got a beefy profile.
0: He's got, gone from the support king to the I'm getting in and fighting everything king. And
1: he can fight everything. He has expert rider and woodland creature. He can create the option for a horse. But more importantly, he gets Blade Lord. Which means whilst fighting on foot, Thranduil, king of the woodland realm, receives plus one attack. He turned into a hunter orc. Furthermore... Thranduil, King of the Woodland Realm, receives an additional attack for each enemy model he is engaged with after the first. He turned into Tauriel.
2: So he is both Tauriel and a hunter or captain at the same time. (laughs) Yep, and he's got all the equipment in the world. Heavy armour, elven cloak, two elven blades,
0: a nice new haircut, some nice dress that he's got on. He looks fantastic. Is there any other model in the game with base four attacks on an infantry base on foot? No idea. But we'll get to him. Yeah, when we get to him. All of the new things.
1: But, yeah, if he charges two models whilst he's on foot, he gets five attacks. Oh, my God. That's 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 a lot of
0: attacks. So much damage. And
2: it's... the underrated part is the defense six, so he's not as easy yeah. to pick out. He's
0: still got the album Cloak, so he's on foot. He's very hard to find. Yeah, three wounds, three fate. I mean, he's tough to take down now.
1: Yeah, he comes in 130 points, so he's not cheap. But I think a big thing to point out here <laughs> is he's lost the circlet. He doesn't True. have the auto wrath and he doesn't have the auto dismay, which were very big things about his old profile. Some people may be put off by this. Don't be. He's amazing now.
2: <laughs> uh, he just plays a different role. He plays yeah. your Glorfindel, your your Elrond, your Gilgalad, that sort of role. So they can kill you with, kill and and with your an Elven
1: Blade. Oh, he can go into Troll Chieftain and go, You're in trouble, son. You are in lots of it.
2: Now, he's got a 2 plus shoot value, but he's got no shooting weapon, am I correct? That's right. I liked having that so you could sort of talk it up and say, He's got a 2 plus shoot value. He's not going to miss and then scare the opponent, but then not actually tell him he doesn't have a bow.
0: Very good idea.
1: Moving on, we have Legolas Greenleaf, Prince of Mirkwood. And like his dad, he now has Fight 7.
0: Legolas has been spending some time in the gym, apparently. And then he let himself go for the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, but
1: he also has three attacks now, this Legolas. So we have a Fight 7, three attack Legolas. But wait, it gets better. He also is armed with the Mighty Orchorist. So, Thorin is being a little bit sour about the fact that he no longer has his shiny elven blade, and Legolas now has it,
2: so beware orcs. And I love it how you add an extra syllable for orcarist, like that sounds so more impressive, orcarist, orcarist. Orcarist. Yeah, Yeah, I like orcarist, but orcarist sounds more powerful. Sounds like an appendage of a whale. A kill a whale. Legolas the whale appendage-wielding
1: monster. <laughs> he still has his bow and armor, so he still has Deadly Shot and Woodland Creature. He can also take a horse. No cloak, though. No cloak. He's, he's stripped off.
2: He's there with his sword. and Yeah. Not afraid it to hide. Comes in at
1: 125 points. Nasty. I, once, I remember we once said uh, Legolas was dangerous because he can participate in all phases
2: of the game. He most certainly can do that now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to delete that old episode. That's rubbish now. <laughs>
0: 10 out of 10 out
2: of 10. Uh, <laughs> yep. Tariel, Mirkwood Exile. So once again, a new profile. What's the difference here? No bow. No bow. Ow. And more importantly, Vengeful Fury.
0: More importantly? Uh, yeah.
1: No, yeah. Oh, it's not yep. really that important.
2: Okay. She descends into a grieving rage. Should anything harm her her loved, I don't know, her friend, Killy the Dwarf? I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know how that goes there. Let's say Paramore. Paramore, I like that. Actually, I don't. Uh, Killy the Dwarf, <laughs> champion of Erebor. So different profile. Killy the Dwarf, champion of Erebor. We'll get to that soon. Is in your army and killed, because of course everyone's going to kill off Killy. Tario's strength goes up to five, and her defense goes down to four for the remainder of the battle. So she gets that little slight profile change there.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. They decided not to give her the same effect that the Elven twins have, with the having to charge the Tours, model that yeah. killed their beloved... Mm.
2: My favourite part about it is they haven't chose to give her the terrible models that the Elven twins have, so she's <laughs> in proportion, and she actually looks like she could know. be feasible.
0: I'm, I'm not really a fan of the model, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it looks a bit... Yeah, uh,
0: I'm not a fan of not it not either. Seen it in
2: person. One, one other
1: thing we should mention about the new Tariel is she's not in the Mirkwood list. She is a Mirkwood exile. She's actually in Radagast's alliance.
2: Yeah, that's very interesting. So I could see her playing with some <laughs> of the
1: other other armies yeah. there. Still retains blade, which is always nice, and she doesn't have a bow anymore as
0: well. 85 points. True. So moving on, let's go with the Mirkwood Captain, which is my favorite sculpt in the entire range. That's every single model ever released for Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. I love this one. I went and bought him the morning he was released because I'm like, that's just
2: fantastic. Yeah, Matt's one of those people that, that he sees a model and the first time he owns a model from the range, he says, this is the best ever. So this is one of his few Hobbit <laughs> models he actually owns, but good on him for
0: buying what he likes there. It's not entirely true. I did buy a Hashron and then realized it didn't look that great. But yeah, this one I love. It looks fantastic. And he's got a really cool new piece of war gear. He's basically a Galadrum captain, I think is the closest comparison. No, is a Galadrum captain. He is identical. No, he
2: is a Mirkwood captain.
0: It says in the profile. (laughs) Sure. Profile to profile. So he's not a... Wait, what are the... It would be a Wood Elf Captain would be the old ones, wouldn't they? Yes. Yeah, so this is a Mirkwood Captain as opposed to the Wood Elf Captains, which are also the same, but one less defense. Sure. So
2: basically what you're saying is he's got armor instead of heavy armor. That's Correct. right.
0: Now, he's got a special rule called Elven Glaive, but it's not in his war gear. Someone explain that to me.
2: Uh, one
1: thing I've noticed is that they don't put the all the war gear options in um, if there's a special one.
0: Yeah, that's very unfortunate. Because Sting
1: isn't in Bilbo's one.
0: Yeah, Anyway, we'll just assume that he has the Elven Glaive, I think that's fair. Well,
2: considering he has a rule called Elven Glaive, I think it's safe to assume that. I don't think anyone's silly enough to, to do the other game system thing where you say, no, he doesn't have it, you can't use it. He's oh. got it, it's in his model, it's in his profile. It I says Elven
0: Glaive, it's just got a text after it. I can think of a couple of people. Well, don't
2: play those people, that's rubbish. <laughs> or
0: point anyway, to the TO. anyway, I totally called the Elven Glaive rule, didn't I, Trav? Yes. Well ahead of time. Yes, Wouldn't did.
2: go on record for it, though. He hasn't said it on a podcast,
0: therefore it doesn't count. What does it do? It can be used as either a spear or an elven blade. Very handy. Alternatively, you can use it as shield. So it does pretty much everything.
1: So it's the old wood elf spear on steroids.
0: That's right. Yep, does everything, so
2: basically it counts as having a pocket full of weapons, but all in one nice nice model, so it looks really good on the model. Instead of having an elf captain with a spear sticking out of his back, a bow over his shoulder, a <laughs> and, and flail coming out of his nose, whatever, just one weapon looks really nice.
0: Yep, that's some fancy solution there, very nice.
1: I guess we'll move on to the new Merkwood Warriors. Oh, can I do this
2: one? This one's my favourite.
1: Go for it, Jeremy.
2: These cavalry models look fantastic. I've seen them, they are wonderful cav, not a lot of poses, but they look really, really nice. The Merkwood elf cav... For 16 points, you get pretty much a standard Elf Cavalry model. You've only got the Defence 4, and you don't have any options for any extra Defence upgrades. So you can keep them basic there. In fact, you don't have any options at all. They have Armour, Elf Blade, and a Horse. They're full-on Cavalry Elves. They're light cavalry in terms of the Defence, but they don't have any bows or any shields or any spears. So they're very basic ones, but a very basic cost. 16 points is nothing for Elf Cavalry with that high Especially when
1: uh, races like Dol Amroth pay 19 for theirs.
2: Yep. Yeah, 16 is pretty good. Now, what I was disappointed about is they're only move six. So, I thought that they would be better than that. Like, their horses are obviously... They have a horse. Weight. You would use the horse's movement, which would be moved 10. Absolutely, you would. Well done. We had some discussion about that with people before. The profile you use is the horse's profile, and that's in the rule book. Yep. So, yes. use, the, use that. You could use the infantry movement, couldn't you? Uh, no, you have to use the mounted model's movement characteristics. I apologize for that, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. You could also dismount, though, if you wanted to use that move 6. Alternatively, yes. you just move less than 10. But anyway, Expert Rider is really handy. Woodland Creature is quite handy. Expert Rider, it's mainly for the extra jump test, isn't it, for this one?
1: Yes, the ability to reroll any jump test
2: you Also,
0: take. picking up light objects if they happen to be in a scenario that you're playing. Yep.
1: You might be playing the Mirkwood scenarios and the artifacts on the table. Mm.
0: Oh, that
2: sounds fun. Let's do that one. Okay, recording over. Let's go play a scenario. <laughs> and King's Knight's rule. When riding alongside their liege, the Knights of Mirkwood are the deadliest still. So basically, while mounted, these models count as being within a banner if they have been six inches of the new Tharundur profile. So that's actually really, really powerful. I'm six inches a lo- is
1: huge. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Imrahil-esque special yep. rules in this, and I love Imrahil. So having a dedicated cavalry here at Elite Cavalry is really, really nice. And
2: fight five blades. so they're, they're pretty much going to have better fight than most things. A lot of the time they're they're gonna mm. hit really hard and they're gonna be a major threat to heroes. Yeah, I think they're gonna be working really well
1: in tandem with a Merkwood elf with glaives. So the Merkwood Elf with Glaive goes two handed, the cab comes in, Thrandall's kicking within six inches. There you go. Three attacks with a reroll.
2: Or Up. if you're in a, a sort of low front, you can put the spearman behind them with the glaives. Yeah.
0: True. The thing I'm comparing them to when I look at them is Black Dragon Cataphracts, which are the exact same amount of points. They have an Armoured Horse rather than the Fight 5 Courage 5 and the Elven Blade, so these look like they're definitely value for points. Woodland Creatures really handy on mounted models. It's a little bit disappointing they don't have a bow, though. I have to say, any elf... That warrior option that does not have a bow is something I'm not particularly pleased with. But
2: think of them as tharanduil's guard, so that they go with him, they synergize with him, and he doesn't have a bow in the new profile. I'm pretty sure what they're designing and thinking is a cavalry charge with tharanduil leading these, these yeah, warriors.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. tharanduil on horse... He goes in full beast mode. He charges two guys with four attacks, calls her at combat. These guys are solely there to peel for Thrandall. That's yeah, what their job sure. is.
2: Yep. And if you want to play the avoidance elf list, play the play the last one. Play the, um, what was it called? The merkwood list. Yeah,
1: Merkwood Ranger list.
2: Merkwood yes, Ranger list. Yeah. Thrandall works fine with the bow in that one, but this one is the attacky elf list. Mm. And then we have the Merquid elf, which is eight points, so reasonable cost for an elf. Standard profile for elf, defense 4, but you have the option to give a shield now. You have the option to give a blade, you have an option to give a bow, or the glaive. So I I like that, and woodland creature, very underrated rule, really good. Very reminiscent of the Galadrum, I think is a very uh, safe bet there.
0: Interesting that there's nothing to stop you from having both the elf bow and the elven glaive, which just gives you a ton of options on a single elf for 12 points.
1: Yeah, but 12 points, uh, I, I can see why people would take the shield and blade over the, say, like, just the Glaive, because that shield, the defense five can be quite useful against certain armies.
0: I would think just shield and the rest of them you'd give Glaive and Bow.
2: Yeah, I would actually just keep them like the models are, so you have the, the shield ones there. You might consider giving them a blade as well, but I don't even know if I'll give my shield guys a blade. I might just leave them by itself, let the Glaive guys count as that. And then keep them relatively cheap and spend all my points on cavalry and yeah. It dwell. seems
1: it seems like they're designed from the box, so ten points each. So elven blade shield, or just the bow, or just the elven
0: glaive it does make it easy to write army lists when everything's ten. Yeah, points. Yeah,
1: I like rounding out my army lists to multiples yeah. of five and ten.
0: Now
2: the these thing days. that I've noticed about them, and the one disappointment I have with this profile, because otherwise it's really nice, no banner.
1: Yeah, I saw the same thing went, it'd be nice if they had a similar rule like the King's Knight for Thranduil where they get re-rolls, but they don't. They have nothing to give them a re-roll, and that was really disappointing. Yes, they still are in the Thranduil's halls list, so you can still grab
2: a palace garb with a banner. And honestly, wouldn't you? You would, but you I, would. I think it's also nice to have this new armor type with it and for the look of it, and mm. I always like the banner in the profile. It always gives you a conversion opportunity. The game effects are really nice across the board. Banners are rarely a bad investment. And, and they're
1: such great centerpieces.
2: Yes. So I think
0: you'll convert one anyway, though, won't you, Jeremy? Uh, most likely, yes.
2: Well, that's all the new
1: Merkwood Elf stuff. I think we'll take another short break, and we'll come back with the Raven Hill stuff. Welcome back, guys, and we're going to have a look at the Ravenhill scenario, but before we do, we're going to have a look at the main participants. So, we're going to start off with Azog,
0: Lieutenant of Sauron. Well, he hasn't changed all that much, yeah. has he? Really? He's pretty much identical. Apart Still very from, pale uh, looking. Yep, yep. He's picked up two fate, which is nice. That's really the only difference, I think. Oh, sorry. One special rule as well. A very good special rule, in
1: fact. Yes. General of the North, Azog, Lieutenant of Sauron. Standfast's rule has a range of 12 inches, and unlike other heroes, his standfast can affect other heroes, which so is he...
2: great against the Gundabads and with the Gundabadz and the Hunter Orcs because they're both average to low courage. Yeah. So that's really powerful. And courage of five for an evil hero is chucking a warhorn. Courage six,
0: yes, yes, because the Hunter Orcs can have the warhorn. Yeah, so very nice. He's turned into good Saruman, so that's always handy. One of my favourite models. You can still take the White Wag, still has
1: Burley and the Iron Master with the two-headed mace. The White Wag now has the Denly Unions, which is basically just clarifying, yes, you can use the White Wag's Might, Will, and Fate in conjunction with
2: Azogs. Yeah, we thought that was the case before, and it was FAQ'd. Yes. He also gets the Lance option removed, which was probably because he used to be Yazneg. So yes. that's just been clarified, because no one ever took that, and no one would have taken it. Unless you wanted to model it, I'm disappointed the Warg didn't get terror because it's the. Yeah. I thought it could have got the same as the Warg Chieftain to get the terror, but I can sort of understand why. But it's funny that like I see Azog as being a terrifying model; he doesn't actually have terror in the profile. So Thought yeah. that was interesting.
0: And it's interesting that Bolg himself, which we'll get onto in a second, can gain terror, but Azog will never be terrifying, even though he's his big puppet orc.
1: I think it's worth pointing out too that while he's on the white Warg as well, he's a six-four-four character.
2: That's scary. And he's always been massive. He is incredibly powerful, very expensive, but worth every point, and still is, I think. Yeah, totally agree. On to Bog, who's now got a new title, which really excites me. He's the Castellan of Mount Gundabad. So he's got a new model which suits the movie one. So the old Bog is now basically, I think, a Gundabad captain at the moment, isn't he? Uh, Gundabad general is
1: what they've called him, but, but yes, there are no but rules. there's no. So there are if you rules. wanted
2: to use him in the game, and you. You weren't going to use him as Bolg, which you probably could. I wouldn't mind. You'd probably use him as a bed captain. But the new Bolg looks very much like the movie. Uh, what are the changes? Well, he can now take a wag for
1: one, which is the biggest change.
2: Makes He's got it. a foul wag that actually looks foul. Like it looks a little bit sick. So they've really captured the the look of that wag. And it's on the same size base as Azog is, which
1: is
0: a 50 mil rather than a 40. Makes it a lot easier for him to get the kills for the Bringer of Death special rule.
1: Yeah. Suddenly that charge two heroic combat, charge another two. Get the four kills on the first turn. Isn't that far off? Yeah, it's
0: highly cool. reasonable.
1: He also picked up ancient enemies, which is nice. Especially yeah, sure yeah, re-rolling
0: wars. ones to wound. I mean, you could potentially get to a point where you need twos to wound with the two-handed burly and piercing strike. And oh. this
2: weapon was a bit of a nothing rule for the the Gundabad orcs because they've got fainting against these guys that have higher fight. That's but right. again, with Bolg, it actually makes a difference here. Interesting. Back to the wag. You've got a wag on a 50 mil base, and when you dismount. It's a fel wag, so it's probably going to go to a 40 mil wag, isn't it? Very strange. Yes, which yes. is odd. Which is odd, but it it will work, but because they they both go to a smaller base. But I haven't had that before, where the cavalry model actually
0: shrinks footprint. So the white wag is still on a 50 mil when it dismounts, isn't it? Yes, Yes,
2: because it's a different profile, and that's part of its profile. Whereas fel wags have a profile that's separate. Interesting. Mm. Yep.
1: Comes in at 200 points, so neither here nor there for yep. the extra two points of fate and the ancient
2: enemies. The Bringer of Death Rule is an interesting one as well from the old one where you get these bonuses and you get this massive bonus if you get 10 kills. But I've played Bog and it's one of those ones that if you get to the 10 kills, you've pretty much already won the game. So it's probably going to be a scenario-specific one, perhaps. It it doesn't happen very often. You get the two or the five kills quite a bit, but getting to 10
0: kills is actually a huge amount. I think mm. with the Wag, though, he can actually do it now. I think he can do it within a, a handful of turns and actually affect the endgame.
1: In theory, he can do it in two turns if you're very very clever with compels but i think you're re- if you if you're really lucky you could do it in three
2: you're talking about a lot of moving parts but the wag i think yeah you're right is the biggest boon to that special rule where it does increase mm. the amount of one he could guys he can get in contact with and two the knockdown getting that double strikes is it's really useful damage yeah, yeah. Mm. and he's still the fight seven which is always one of the best things about him fight seven evil heroes are amazing
0: hmm
1: I think that's more uh, more to match up against the Legolas fight
2: seven, which well that would be be an interesting fight, yeah. Yeah. That would be amazing.
1: (laughs) I think we should move on to Thorin's company now, and let's start with the boss man himself, Thorin Oakenshield, King under the Mountain, coming in at a. One hundred and twenty-five points.
2: And let me just say that is a kingly pose he's got there. I'm very impressed. Yeah, it's yeah. very nice. Thor's armour is looking swank on Thorn. And the, the <laughs> movement, the way he's got the sword forward and the the wind coming from behind him, just I love that sort of subtle Like standing on the edge of an outcrop type. Yep. yep. You can yep. see him like this is a guy I want to follow. I will follow him to the mountain. Mm. Yep, for sure.
1: He now has heavy armor and a sword. If he, Legolas, Prince of Mirkwood, is not in the same list, you may take Orchrist for 10 points. So he still has that option there. His special rules have changed slightly. He cannot take the Oaken Shield, as you might have noticed, everyone. But he has two special rules in a score to settle and Ancestral Fury. A score to settle means he re-rolls all fouled to Wound rolls against Azog or Azog, Lieutenant of Sauron. And Ancestral Fury, this is my favorite one. Thorn Oakenshield, king under the mountain, may call a heroic combat every fight phase without expending a point of might.
0: Hello, mini Elendil.
1: I wouldn't even say he's mini Elendil. I think he's up there with Elendil. Yep. Very close to it. The main thing is
2: he can't be mounted anymore, so he's a foot mm. Elendil. He doesn't have that hitting power of the the pony, which is always a bit strange to me, but I think this is a really strong profile going forward, and it feels like a, a wealthy hero. Like He feels... In some ways, I think what Thrain and Thraw didn't do, he feels like he, he comes across as being just that really powerful, attractive dwarf hero. Yep. Upper yeah. tier. Upper tier for sure.
1: Uh, I like him, especially with Orchrist. 135 points with him with Orchrist. That is a very deadly hero at every turn.
2: Yep. And I do love he can't take the shield because I think it does look ridiculous to have this massive armoured form and then a shield made out of a log. I think from an aesthetic point of view, I think it looks much better. Mm.
1: <laughs> it's a very nice model. Moving on, we have Philly and Killy. We're going to roll them in together since they have exactly the same profile. And almost exactly the same name. Yep. Matt, why don't you uh, give us the rundown?
0: Yeah, sure. They haven't really changed all that much. They've gained three points of defense each, so they're now at defense eight, the same as Thorin. Uh, I think they were already courage five, so that's no change. Still got the bodyguard. They still have bodyguards, so they're still automatically passing the courage. Still got the combat synergy. Yep, that's great. They have a new special rule, which is called Dubakar, which we should have looked up what that means beforehand, but I will get around to it eventually. Basically, they count as in range of a banner if they're within six inches of the new thorn So, pretty handy. That's they really nice. Super I do much.
2: want to point out that they're not as good swimmers as they used to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Minus three to the swim checks. Yeah, that's not nice. Yeah, Keep yeah, them Thorin's out of deep. Not minus two. Swimming.
0: Dwarf heavy armor and heavy armor. So. Glad they're not back at Lake Town.
1: Mm. Next, we have Biffa and he's probably got the more i would say the most change to his rule in particular he is now defense eight but he has another new special rule called i need that he is in base contact with both of the dwarf Bofa can inflict a wound on him and basically what that means is his battle damage special rule immediately triggers this is the best rule ever i love this rule so no more waiting for goblin town goblins to come up and wound him you can just have Bofa
2: come up yank the axe out of his head and Biffa goes crazy yeah that's brilliant to be able to inflict wounds on your own models is something i really like rules like this it's just fun
0: (laughs) I was actually hoping that they might do something with this in a scenario and play on it where Bofa has to somehow get to Biffa and activate his rule. But it hasn't occurred in these scenarios, but maybe we can write one, Jeremy. I that, think we can write one. Yeah. You just,
2: just, My eyes have just gone bigger than they are. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's also got swarm protectors, so whilst within 12 inches of throne, he automatically passes courage tests. He now has a two-handed axe instead of his old spear axe that he used to have. So, other than that, he hasn't really changed that much. Comes in at 65 points because the heavy armor adds a bit more on the points
0: there. But, yeah, still the same Biffa. Lost his ability to throw stones for some oh, reason. Oh, yeah,
1: that's, that's sad. Just yeah, that Travis arm is really action's
0: disappointed become about become
1: Well, one thing I noticed with the New Thorns company as the champions of Erebor is they've all lost their ranged abilities.
2: True,
0: yep. None of them have any range. So, Philly and Killy have lost their throwing weapons and bow, respectively.
2: Uh, Glowing as well had a throwing weapon he's got. Yeah, uh, yep. we lost a slingshot
1: as well. On So they're, they're in for
2: combat. They're, they're dressed for combat. They're fighting combat. They're not going to pick up a rock.
0: They're going to go in, charge in, pull the axe out of the skull and go nuts. And their weapons are big. Yeah. That's the one thing I think you first notice on them. They've got lots of armor and they've got big weapons.
2: And they're mostly two-handed weapons, so you've got so much strength output there. Yep. Yeah.
1: Next we have Bofur the Dwarf, champion of Aramor. He comes in at 65 points as well. Picks up the Swarm Protector on Thorn and Oak and, Shield, and he also has a two-handed hammer. Steadfast is exactly the same as well. And I think, Defense 8.
0: I think we'll just point out, they all have Swarm Protector now. Aside from Philly and Killy, which have Bodyguard. So, we don't really need to keep mentioning that. They all have Swarm Protector.
2: And Steadfast yep. is an interesting one, because I've actually never seen it play. And I've played with these guys a lot. So, I don't know that that's the biggest boon there. It's nice, but I don't think it'll turn up very often.
0: Use it against Trav's all Nazgul army. Yes. That's about it.
2: <laughs> Bomba. Bomber is everyone's favourite because he stands out so much. He's a favourite in the book. He's the favourite in the movies. He's beefy. Beefy, beefy, beefy. He's got a rule for his bulk. I love characters that are fat and have a rule for their bulk, as you probably know. <laughs> so, when Bomber the Dwarf makes strikes, he can choose to use the bash rule or he can choose to use the mace. That's the same as it used to be, isn't it? Yeah, that yep. hasn't changed. Damn, I was hoping he'd be like extra beefy or <laughs> chunky beef or something. Th- interesting thing, though.
1: His defence didn't get pushed up as high as he got. This is only defence seven.
2: I think
0: they've only actually... Only defense seven. I, With
1: three wounds, I so. think they've
0: actually all jumped up the right amount. They've all jumped up three or four if they have gained a shield as well. Depending on what their armor was previously. So, Dwalin's only gained two. Thorin hasn't gained any at all. He's already high. Where's Nori? Nori only went up three, and he has a shield. I think because he already had some armor of
2: some sort. Oh, well. Yeah. So, we got yeah. a weapon change for Bomba, so he's got a flail now, so that's a bit of an interesting one.
1: He's probably the one that you want to be flailing with as well. If yeah, there if was. Any anyone of them. that was going to be flailing, he's the one. Well, with, with
2: two attacks, he could potentially potentially win the fight still and mm. get it off. And you have got my, to reroll yeah. with Thorin as well because you're probably within six inches of Thorin. Oh, he doesn't have it, does he? No,
1: but we will get to that in a moment.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying.
1: Rising Spirits, so I still can give Will back on a four plus to the ever useful Balin or Oin. Yep. Moving along. Dwalin. Yeah. Now, I remember in a very particular No Thine, we we poked holes at Dwal and we said all the things that he had weaknesses for, his defense, his ability not to have enough might, and his lack of attacks means
2: he could sometimes botch. And of course you were all wrong, because he was amazing before, and now he's even more
0: amazing. They've turned this leaky sieve into a bowl.
1: Yes, and it is a very powerful bowl. What a bowl. 115 Hmm. points. He is now defense 8. He now has 3 might. He has dwarf heavy armor, two, a two-handed axe, so he can pierce with that, and two regular axes. He still has the weapon master, but this is the most important rule. The king's axeman. At the beginning of each fight, Dwalin the dwarf, champion of Erebor, can choose to use an axe in either hand, in which case he fights with four attacks. So that's like the Gimli rule, isn't it? Pretty similar yep, to he it.
2: He went up to Gimli and went, I want your special rule, and took it. And I'm going to do it better. The so Legolas
0: is better than the Fellowship Legolas. Dwalin's better than the Fellowship Gimli. I like it. I like the name of the rule. The King's Axeman. Makes you think of an executioner. He's just going to walk up to whoever Thorin yeah. points to and bring him down.
1: Dwalin is constantly portrayed in the movies and in the book as Thorin's like bodyguard. He's his main muscle man. And this, this special rule is, definitely brings that out.
2: And it's a great model again. I think there's pretty much a home run on all these models they're really nice yeah th- yep. they're really really solid models
0: they all actually look like dwarves like the old kind of dwarves so yeah. that's what i like most about the new models
2: and it's great that change so you've gone from the the sort of hopeless like guys wearing their dressing gowns in the books to the fully armored ready for war after they've taken the lonely mountain story so i, I really like that and i think aesthetically the change is really yeah, nice and these, yep, sure. these
1: dwarves when I read that passage in the book where Thorin threw down the gates of the Lonely Mountain, sending boulders into the Orc ranks, and 13 dwarves f- fully dressed in heavy armor and weaponry, these are the dwarves that I imagine just kind of yeah. rolling down the hills going, right, this is going to end now.
2: Onto to Barlan. Barlan. not much of a change compared to Dwalin, his brother. Brother? They're brother. brothers, aren't they? Yes. Yep. yep. So basically, he's got a two-handed mace now, so he can hit a little bit better than he could uh, as a mace is interesting, but mm. I don't think you get a bonus for a mace, do you? Or is that the other one? Uh, I think it's Bash. Bash. Bash with mace. Bash, yep. yep. A swarm protector, we said that before, retains his long beard rule, gets a bonus defense for having heavy armor, gets some negative to his swim rolls. All good.
0: Yep. No real change.
2: Oin the dwarf
1: probably has another, has one of the bigger changes as well. He's now defense eight, which is pretty, pretty important. And he picks up a shield, which for the dwarf that hands out rerolls to the company and the dwarf that heals, that's the perfect thing you want. Sure
0: is. A shield, high
1: defense. Not much to complain about this one.
2: And the guy have only one attack, so he's been in the past your weak point. If they get into him, he can't really hold off for very long. Now he can shielding with his above average fight value, his high defence, and his ability to heal people is all good. Yeah,
0: works very
1: nicely. Sixty five so, points now, though, so you pay a bit more for him. Next but, we have Gloin.
0: Yeah, Gloin. He hasn't changed all that much either, but I think the most important change is his ability to take a two handed axe now think he only had single axes before. Yeah. Now he gains a two-handed one. He can effectively go plus one piercing, still has his rerolls to wound. He could effectively auto-wound something. It's possible.
1: In theory, yeah. I mean, strength four, three attacks, rerolling ones with a piercing, two-handed weapon. That's just so much damage coming out of him.
2: In fairness, I don't think it's auto-wound. I think you still have to roll the die, but it's just yeah. any result any on the result, die. To resolve yeah. It. yeah, technical difficulty. Uh, Ori is an interesting one. One, one more thing
1: th- before we go to Ori. He now has three might. Very
0: nice. So That's exactly what he wanted.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Jeremy.
2: Why didn't you point that out first? That's an
0: amazing thing. Well, you
1: change. pointed it out earlier, and <laughs> I just realized I forgot to mention it. So, okay. Ori
2: the Dwarf. Yep. Ori, no slingshot, so he can't do his sniper things. He can go into combat now because he's got two attacks. Two attacks, a two-handed axe, and he's quite decent now. He's still got his Chronicler rule, uh, as all his swarm protector heavy armor. Not too bad. Picked up a fight value, too. Fight four, two attacks is a dwarf hero. Yeah, he's become yes. a captain, essentially. And on to Dory. Dory was one of the toughest ones in the past, and he still retains his three attacks. He's still got his two might. He's, doesn't, oh, he's still got his good sword. He's still got weapon master. He's gained weapon oh, master. Gained master. master. He yeah. was one that didn't have weapon master. So that means his two-handed mace is quite decent there. So he's got a better weapon than that silly flail.
0: He's become an absolute boss. He
2: is the old Dwalin.
0: Yeah, he, he's become the old Dwalin. So
1: Dwalin became a whole new sort of crazy, and then someone went, well, there's the old Dwalin shoes I need to fill. And Dory went, I'll put my hand up for that.
0: Dory, it says in the flavor text, in fact, he can now focus on what he does best, namely crushing the skulls of his foes. No longer has to look after his two younger brothers.
2: <laughs> yeah, and Dory's one of my favorites. He's got that wonderful beard and that sort of funny voice. I, I quite like Dory. I
0: like the personality of him, actually, just what they've shown in the movie. It's
2: yeah, very nice. quite nice. Nori looks different to me. He's gone from having a weapon master with his two-headed weapon to having a weapon master, which doesn't particularly do much because he doesn't have a two-headed weapon anymore. Yeah,
1: unless you get shattered by uh, Gundabad shaman. Yeah, not much there.
0: True. Interestingly, this is also uh, hinted at in the flavor text. It says here, having spent much of his life relieving others of their weapons to try out for himself, Nori the dwarf found himself in the unusual position of having too much choice when sifting through Smaug's stolen treasure hoard for useful equipment. It seems he had so many options, he picked up a shield and a mace and then didn't realize he couldn't do much with them. Yep. But a shield is
2: really powerful. <laughs> to be able to shield with your two attacks and fight five means that he could actually become quite a decent defender.
1: Yeah, once you add in Oin into that mix, you've now got a four-attack shielding character with a reroll, and that can hold up uh, a small little area for quite a substantial amount of time. Even
2: someone like a Bolg might have a hard time getting through that. Yeah. Yeah, defense
0: eight, like most of them now, it's, any of them are tough to get through, really. Mm. Mm. Now on to my favorite
1: member of Thorin's company. I think the one that... Has the most impact. It's Bilbo. It's Bilbo.
2: <laughs> the smallest stature.
1: The smallest stature, but my God, is he a beast now?
2: What stands out to me straight away, and I'm going to get it before everyone else, is three, three, three might oh, will yes. fate. I don't even have to say respectively because it doesn't matter what order you put those in. They are amazing, <laughs> fantastic. The only for
1: Bilbo. Hobbit in the game to have three might.
2: Holy cow, this guy is a beast. I thought Fatty Bulger, but no, Bilbo has turned out to be the better one.
0: Oh, Fatty Bulger doesn't have three might. No, apparently not. (laughs) Oh dear, that's that's an error on
2: GW's part. Yeah, so Bilbo will probably give a higher score than Fatty Bulger, believe it or not. Wow. That's as well,
1: he now picks up his famous Mithril coat. So he has plus three defense, which is including def- in his profile. So he's defense six now. Still has Sting, which is always nice.
2: But and it's the ones- Sting trademark as well, which makes it look <laughs> even better. So <laughs> I just imagine talking, looking at that and going,
0: Sting TM. Sting TM. Yeah, yeah, I love that. He also, it up in the movie, yep. raises it up as he charges the knock. So go, Sting! It's got the little TM, TM. hovering
2: above. I see a conversion <laughs> opportunity coming up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> still has the ring, still has
1: it, it has not yet awoken, but I think one thing I really need to point out here is if he is within three inches of Dory, he is a five-four-four four hero. Effectively. He yeah. can win a combat from anything, mm-hmm. from a one. If he rolls a one with his one attack, he can still win that combat. Yep. And fight three is respectable.
0: Strength three is okay. his opponent's fight value Steady. with the ring. One attack still.
1: But if he's in with
2: the other mate, that can be, that can be lethal.
0: Yep. The ring still hasn't Awoken, so he's very reliable.
2: Yes, that, that's the, probably the best rule. That was the best rule and that yeah. still is
0: the best rule. That, yep. But he has so much safety even The now. three might now just add so much to yeah. it. Yeah, it's huge.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to put him in some scenarios. Well, I think it's time we have a look at the Raven Hill scenario. When we've read the flavour text, it seems to be the end of the campaign.
2: It does, yes. Yeah, at, the, at this current stage, I would like to point out that they have had a sub-campaign already, so they yes. have a, an ABC campaign with the Dale. so it doesn't mean it's the end of the scenarios. It might well be, but what an end it is. You've got a very standard board set up, a 4 by 4 sort of a mountain area, some rocks, very simple terrain to make, which is good to start with, mm. and you've got basically the who's who of the Battle of Five Armies. You've got Thorin, you've got Philly, you've got Kili, you've got Dwalin, you've got Bilbo, you've got Radagast riding an eagle which we'll get to later. You've got Tariel, you've got Legolas, and you've got bayon here and two eagles, and they've all got the new profiles, the ones that are listed there. So yes. they're all in full battle armour, full power, and they're all heroes. It's Heroes and monsters, no rubbishy troops. This is this is one of those... Cream of the crop. Reminds me of the Fall of the Necromancer final campaign. Yes. Really good fun. Yep. And then for evil, you've got Azog, which is exactly who you want to be taking on against all those heroes. You've got Bolg. You've got some basic troops now. You've got three Gundabad Orc captains and then 36 Gundabad Orc warriors, which is really nice because that's how many they asked for in the Dimrill Dale campaign. So, yeah. for those of us who have been playing through the scenarios, we've already got that many Gundabad Orcs, which is really nice. And so I, I, might, I like wanna
1: might mention as well, this scenario has a special rule called the Orc Legions of Gundabad. At the end of his move phase, the evil player must roll a dice for every Gundabad Orc warrior that has yet to be, that has been slain earlier in the battle. On the roll of a six, it immediately re-enters player as a reinforcement,
2: moving on from the northern table edge, which is the evil player's deployment zone. Yep. This so six is an interesting one because it's it's one of those ones that can come up a lot or it can come up almost never. Yeah. But it means you throw your troops in. You're not afraid to put those in, and they will probably die. But you have to just throw them into your eagles and your bauern and all your dwarves and just try and get the lucky kill. Yeah. That's right.
0: And the more that die, the more that come back. Yeah. So I, I think don't.
1: the really big thing and the very important thing about this orc legions of Gundabad in this scenario, that special rule is the objectives in this scenario is basically this: if the good side manages to kill Azog and Bog. They win the game. Now, the game ends when either Azog and Bolg are slain or the good side is reduced to a quarter, which is four models left because they start with 16, I believe. So, if you have four models left, the game will end. So, basically, what that rule is there to do is basically force the good player to go at Azog and Bolg. The whole idea is to get Thorin in combat with Azog or in combat with Bolg and actually try to take out those two big threats because. You can't just sit back at the back of the board waiting for Legolas and Tara to walk up to shoot the game over because the orcs just keep coming back. They can just keep.
0: I think more importantly, it forces Bulg and Azog to go in, despite the fact that if they die, the game is over. You need those two in there killing stuff. Mm. The basic warriors won't be able to take Absolutely. them Absolutely.
2: You, you need warriors there as well. So you've got to go in while you have a lot of warriors because they're not going to stick around and they don't actually auto-pass courage test, the evil warriors. So they might actually get a point where you've killed enough of them where they start running away before they get back on. That's right. So you'll mm. run out. The one rule that I really like is called the eagles are coming and they are not the only ones because you've got Radagast <laughs> on an eagle, you've got Gwahi and you've got two giant eagles coming to save the day. such beyond. a pivotal moment. The bear, yes. They As- come on on turn eight, so
1: that's a fair way into the game. On turn four, the champions of Merc would arrive, which is Legolas and Tyrell, and they come in on the eastern board edge. I believe it's the same board edge. No, the eagles come on
0: the west. So is it just the dwarves at the start?
1: Oh, the dwarves and Azog. Bolg doesn't start on the table either. He arrives on turn three, and he rocks up with the other half of the Gundabad
2: army. Interesting. So Azog has his extended warband, Bolg has his extended warband, and then there's the dwarves on the Raven Hill and then they try and get rescued. Where's Tariel turning up from? She turns up with Legolas. Okay, yep, that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this one. It looks quite accessible. I recommend getting your gaming group together, tr- throwing a couple of warbands of Gundabad Orcs together and, and having a go, and it looks like a lot of
0: fun.
1: Yeah, it looks... Big scenario, we will say that. Yeah, it looks, looks really interesting.
0: I'm sure we'll get around to playing this one.
1: Yeah.
2: now we have our final segment where we're going to go through the white council and then very quickly the army list trav sourman tell me
1: he is pretty cool now he comes in at 170 points but he has gained a couple of really useful special rules and upgrades for starters he's now resistant to magic very handy but his best special rule now is lord of the astari and It is an amazing special rule. He can choose to re-roll one dice when making a casting or resist test. That's phenomenal. 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 There we go. What they said.
0: (laughs) This effectively means that if he casts a spell, he's going to get a re-roll every single time.
1: Yep. That's huge. Even resisting as well. Like That is just so powerful. So, so, so powerful. And it's now a really big choice. Do you take Saruman the Wise or Saruman the White? Yes, Saruman the White can take that horse and has Terrifying Aura, but Saruman the Wise has
2: re-rolls. That's going to get confusing, that name. Yeah. And my thought is that you're probably going to get, at some point in the future, some scenarios where you're getting these up against some sort of spirit models, I imagine, of some yeah. kind. And so trading your terror for resistant to Magic, I think, is a fair trade-off, because the Terror against like mm. the Ringwraith-type profiles it doesn't really do much. Yeah, what, it... he,
0: what he's actually traded the Terrifying Aura for is the Aura of Command, which means that all friendly models within six inches will automatically pass Courage, which is really, really handy and plays exactly on what you just said. The mm. mm. only problem with resistant to Magic is you have to run out of will to use it. That's right, and you don't really want to do that with him in the first well, place. Well, he still
1: has his star, so he has his freebie every time. It so. will
0: drop your Aura of Command if that happens, though. So Absolutely. It's a nice
2: bonus. Yep. Yeah. And Radagast, he's riding an eagle, as we said before. The yes. full
0: profile name is Radagast the Brown Riding Great Eagle.
2: Someone was taking the day off and they're trying to think of a name for that. <laughs> That's boring as anything.
1: This is a very interesting profile because he still has his wizard stats, so 363, but he's lost his staff and in the Flavor Text it says by aiding the White Council and rescuing Gandalf the Grey from his imprisonment in Dol Guldur. Radag- spoiler
2: spoiler spoiler. Radagast
1: the Brown has proven spoiler. himself <laughs> as a valuable ally against the fight far- against Sauron's growing might and even offers Gandalf the Grey his staff before departing to seek his own avian ally. See, now,
0: I just thought he dropped the staff when the eagle took off. That seemed to make much more sense to me. But there we go, he's given it to Gandalf. That explains why Gandalf has Radagast's staff.
2: Okay, the thing that stands out to me is Nature's Wrath. Four plus casting. Radagast of Nature's Wrath is going to be yes,
1: great. He, he is now the most reliable model to get off a of Nature's Wrath.
0: And once again, he loses his terra for it, which is interesting. Also means that... Gandalf's strength and will actually has a use because he doesn't have his staff, so he's going to need to get some will back potentially. And Nature's Wrath is the kind of spell that you want to continue to cast.
1: Now, you say that, Jeremy, and that he's lost his ability to cast Terrifying Aura, but he is riding a Great Eagle. He still causes
2: terror.
0: And he also has Aura of Dismay as well. Yep. yep. He can make so everyone it else sense. cause
2: terror. And himself. He still affects himself, the yep. Aura of Dismay. That's but right. Yeah, so really handy. The Great Eagle, is that a monstrous mount flying like a Nazgul? Yes.
1: Sorry. Charge bonuses. This is so old school. I love that we've this got this This is back. Return of the King
0: all over again. We've come full circle here, I haven't
1: people.
2: heard Travis giggle. Like, when when I saw up that this y profile,
1: tool. I back in the day, I used to love my eagles. I, that was one thing I used to run a lot of. And seeing this profile, I guarantee you, Melbourneians, watch out, because this model will be around by me at some point <laughs> next year. Hands down. Okay, Gladriel,
2: Lady of Light. Not much changes here, guys. What do you think? Not much changes. No, basically the same. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's move on.
1: My favorite profile out of the new lot. This, this.
2: So profile... everyone's not too bad, Matt, is he? Everyone's, no, yeah, we are talking
1: about Galadriel. This is happening because this is. I'm, I'm having a fan moment here.
2: Firstly,
0: out of all the models in this book, <laughs> I think. Sorry, all the profiles in this book. I think this one is the best title, "Lady of Light." I like it. I like it a lot.
1: Short to the point.
0: A lot better than Radagast the Brown riding Great Eagle.
1: What does Fortify Spirit do? <laughs> Holds on there, young sir. Let me let me read She's out the, the the entirety of her amazing stat line. Threes come to mind when reading this out, <laughs> and she is fight six, which is really handy. Strength three, defense three, three attacks, which is absolutely amazing. Three runes, courage seven, three might, six will, three fate. She has her Elven Ring, of course, so she can reroll her fate points. Terror and Woodland Creature. The Lady of Lothlorien, so she gets a free will point every turn. And this is where it gets interesting.
0: So, up until this point, it was essentially the old Galadriel profile with an extra two attacks. Yes. And now we get to the interesting bit.
1: We get to the very, very big interesting bit. Light Orendil. Does everyone remember the fail that she gave Frodo during the first movie. Well, she still has it, and it basically gives her a permanent cast, blinding light that is always active. Any shooting attacks directed at her or a model within six inches of her require a roll of six to hit. So very,
0: very, very useful, I think. And you don't have say. to cast it either, okay. which
1: is awesome. But it gets better. She has her war aspect special rule, so all enemy models within six inches of her have minus one penalty to their courage. In addition, Galadriel is never counted as being unarmed.
0: All of the debuffs.
2: And two spirit-killing spells. So I'm hoping, hoping, hoping. We haven't seen it in this book, but I'm hoping we get some necromancer-type scenarios coming soon.
1: Mm. Banishment deals a wound to a spirit to a spirit within 12 inches, and Fortify Spirit gives you bonuses to your resist checks.
0: Yep, very handy.
2: So, And as fans of spirits, we really like that. Yeah. A
0: three-plus cast on the Banishment as well. I did not expect that. That yeah. makes it very easy to kill enemy spirits.
2: I think she's
1: going to need it too, because if she, if what we think is going to happen in the next movie and that it's going to be her and the White Council up against Sauron and Nine Wraiths, mm-hmm. she's going to need that three-plus cast.
0: She's going to be the key to them winning that scenario. I, I have expect. a very good feeling that is true as well.
2: Yep. yep. Okay, and look, some people around the world have already seen the movie, so we haven't. That's why we sound so ignorant about that. Our last profile is Elrond.
1: Lord of the West. He stolen Glorfindel's title and says, gimme, gimme, gimme. He did. And he does it better, too. <laughs> he most certainly does. He is exactly the same profile as before, except he has gained one extra special rule. Champion of the Free Peoples. Alron, Lord of the West, may call a heroic strike every fight, bends without expending a point of might.
2: Now, what I'm disappointed about in his profile is that his rule for Vilya has got this, the... Alron can re-roll his dice when using fate points but using and fate don't have a space between them. No I would space. really love a space there and that,
0: look, I don't think this character is playable at this point. I'm going to have to throw this book in the trash now, I'm afraid.
2: Yep. I just can't I, deal I, with I, it. I can't, I don't actually, like, can't overlook one little grammar mistake? Nope. Nope, not at all. So
0: let's move on. Nothing else about our on there because of the grammar mistake? Uh, the <laughs> only thing I would say is he cannot take the horse with his profile which...
1: He doesn't know. need a horse. He can strike up every turn. Sure,
2: but the horse
0: would help. He's minimum fight seven. Nee. <laughs> yeah. I like him better with a horse.
2: Anyway. Good profile, but not as stunning changes as Gladriel. A good change, but not over there. So the army list, very quickly, guys, we have some new army lists and some updates. The first new one I'm going to take because it's called the Desolator of the North, and this army may include the following models. Smug. <laughs> yeah. Next. Best army list ever.
1: Next is Erebor Reclaimed, which basically includes all of Thorin's company in their new shiny Defense 8 armor, or Defense 6
0: in the case of Bilbo. All except Gandalf, I'd like to point out. Yes. One particular
1: thing I'd like to mention about this is if you include all 13 dwarves, they each have the Durk-Pakar special rule. That's right. Which means they all get a re-roll for a banner if they're within 6 of Thorin Oakenshield, just the same as Killian
2: Philly. And that's about a thousand point army, roughly. It is a 1,000-point army. Dead on. Dead, Dead on. on. Nice. Survivors of Lake Town, I'm really looking forward to putting this army together. Uh, army is a very loose term, but it's probably an allied contingent. You've got Bard, who's Girion's heir, which means he can take the Windlands. You've got the Lake Town Militia Captains and the Lake Town Militia. So one of those minimal troop-type army lists, mm. which I actually really like. They give you a lot of challenges there. They've got the, the synergy with Bard, the Militia. They're, it's a different list to the Army of Lake Town. It actually gives us three Lake Town-Dale lists now.
0: Yeah. Interesting that they've done that, actually. Yeah, that
2: surprised me. I thought they'll mix them together because I thought you could see the guard and the militia on the same side. Yeah, and uh, they they
0: actually have a very interesting point of difference, which is the fight value.
2: Yeah, it's a different profiles, And I kind of like that they've made our standard elite troops from the Lord of the Rings range, like the men of Gondor, and that actually look elite. So with the fight two and the low defense, you've seen what a basic human is now, which I don't think the Lord of the Rings ever did particularly well. Yeah, Yeah, for sure.
1: It got sort of blurred as the game got on and then Fight 3 was the standard and then Fight, fight war became low, the yeah. standard and it uh, just yep. got a bit
0: Yeah, I know blurred. on forums online, people have been begging for a basic peasant troop for years. So it's great to finally see one and to have that for scenarios as well.
2: Absolutely. I've, a lot of people have already come up with ideas for scenarios. Tharondur's Halls, which is an army list that I've played before, that's the same name, isn't it, as the old one? It with is, the yes. so It is, Rangers? It now updated. gets the Merkwood the troops to in this one, so you get more options there. You still retain your palace guard and your rangers. you still got the special rule about your rangers' warbands. So, that's just a mix-match of both
0: them together. Uh, nice army list there. Really powerful. Importantly, yeah. you cannot take Tauriel, the new version, because she is exiled.
1: And speaking of Tariel, the new version, Radagast's Alliance now picks up Tariel in that list, as well as Radagast of Brown on Great Eagle.
2: Yep. So they, that's it's a fun list to play. I've played that on its own, and it's it's. I don't know if it's the most powerful list in the world, but it's great fun, and uh, now it becomes even more powerful. I think
1: now with Radagast on Great Eagle and Gwai here, you can now seriously do Air Force One.
2: And Bayorn's a, a great hero as well, so you've mm. got some tough stuff there. Uh, was Bard in that list? He still He was, is. yes. Yeah. So he still uh, Bard is, the Bowman, not the Bard the one.
1: Bowman, yeah. Gyrion's yep. Heir, or whatever it is.
2: Okay. Yeah. Army of Lake Town is one that I'm going to talk about because this is one that I'm currently putting together at the moment, and I'm going to put it together even faster because of the scenario now. It's very simple. Master, Alfred, Bard the Bowman, or Bard the Bowman, Gyrion's Heir, then standard Lake Town Guard Captains, Lake Town Guard. So the interesting thing is you can get your Windlance into your Lake Town Guard army, yeah. which is exactly what you use in those scenario. Hmm. So no militia, though, which is strange, but you can always ally in a militia captain with some militia if you feel like doing that for flavor. They're so similar in the profiles that in a gaming term, I don't think you're going to make a huge difference, to be honest. No, I don't
1: think it is. Nope. Next, we have Azog's Hunters, and as you might expect, they've just added Azog, Lieutenant of Sauron, and Bolg, Castellan of Mount Gundabad. So other than that, exactly the same list. Still has the half bone limit uh, if you have a warband led by Azog, Bolg, Thimble, Nazook, or Hunter or Captains.
0: Would that mean that the new Azog, Lieutenant of Sauron, and Boldcastle of Mount Gundabad would not gain that half Correct,
1: because they are titled. They are new new names.
2: Yep, and I I can see the point of that as well. You've got the combat troops, and they're supposed to be leading the the Gundabad Orcs rather than the Hunters, so that makes a lot of sense to me. And that's, once again, another great army list, and it's probably complete on its own. You've got all the options you need Hmm. there. I was hoping you got some more things, but maybe we'll get some more later on. The White Council is our last one. What's the changes here, Trev?
1: Well, there's actually quite a few changes on this one. It basically adds the new four White Council members. models. Yep. Yep. And it also has brought in a new Warband rule for it, where you can bring in some of the old members of White Council as well. So Thranduil, uh, Legolas, Kierdan, Glorfindor, Arrestor, Caliborn, and Arwen it can all be brought into that list as well. And they have also reiterated the of one purpose special rule, which means whilst within six inches of another member of the White Council Warband, you add plus one to your dice when attempting to resist a magical power.
2: So safe to say that's pretty much going to replace the old one from, what was a Free Peoples? Yeah. Yep.
1: Everything in that one has been replaced into the new one. And yeah, I think there's a lot of chopping and changing and choices you can make with the White Council list, which makes
2: them very, very powerful. Okay. Um, I'm going to just give some very quick thoughts about the book overall before we sign off here firstly there's no filler in this book like there's no crappy painting guides all almost all the pictures are really nicely done the layout's fantastic it's full color the whole way through it looks visually appealing it feels like the size the book should be like i look at the old books and i think i I thought 32 pages is going to be really disappointing but it's chock full of really good stuff yeah there's only really one dud page in this and that's
1: on page 28 with the full page, double page of
2: I would not call that a
1: smog, and even then, that's a full double page of smog. That's eye candy and a swank. half,
2: and with the the green background, it just looks amazing. So I think so far for me, this has been an absolute home run. I cannot wait to play those scenarios. I'm I'm waiting for some more. I'm fingers crossed some more. I, if I have to write my own, I will. But overall, I'm very impressed, and you can't beat the price.
1: Yeah, no, definitely go down, guys, and pick up a white dwarf from your local GW because as Jeremy said at the start of this podcast we want this to sell out we want Games Workshop to sort of see that yeah we like our Lord of the Rings range and our Hobbit range and that they should keep making more of it buy some for your friends
0: and keep in mind, guys, it's going to be twice as much if you order it online. So jump in this week, get the White Dwarf, and get it for half the price, essentially.
2: And if the Games Workshop, I think, is offering a PDF form as well, download as well. Get the hard copy and download the PDF. So hopefully, they've got a counter there. But get hold of this and and use it and play it because we have been so lucky with all these Hobbit releases. So enjoy them while we can. Well, thank you,
1: Matt, and thank you, Jeremy, for joining on us on this episode of the Green Dragon. You're welcome.
2: As always, guys, remember. Trap Swing Games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on The Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on JRR Tolkien new line cinema warner brothers or games workshop this podcast is purely for entertainment the thoughts as rare as they are are solely that of our hosts and guests farewell listener until we meet again